Blog Talk Radio. Contra Radio Network presents the Contra Dawn Show with your host, Dawn Appleberg. Friday, 6 p.m., and it is so right in the middle of the holiday season. Please tell me if anybody else out there has realized adulthood and holidays no longer mean the same festivity that it used to as a child. Quite frankly, I am exhausted. (laughs) So, with that being said, I decided this show today, we're going to go ahead and take a little spin on it. The reason being is because I've been online recklessly, if you will, attempting to go ahead and make sure that Christmas is taken care of for everybody, and that's when it hit me. When did we start doing a race to make sure economically we have what's necessary for our children and our relatives to think that we actually uh, are self-sufficient enough to, you know, buy whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want for Christmas? It used to be Christmas was a time that you honestly thought about getting something that was very special and very specific for individuals to show you care. Now it's literally to prove that you actually are successful with how much you actually give out. That, to me, is is just not okay. So that launched me into another different uh, mode of thought, and I started thinking about it, started doing some research and going randomly online, especially Board Panda, you know, those type of websites. Yeah, I just did a shout-out. Um, Scared Mommy, uh, Natural Kids, a couple others, and I started seeing a very interesting trend. Now, don't get me wrong. This trend has been around. It has been around, and it has been going on for quite some time. It's just, unless you're, you know, ankles deep in it, and you're actually dealing with it directly, you really don't pay attention. And this trend is where everybody and their brother, especially those who do not have kids or do not have children now because their kids are raised and out of the home and were raised in a different era or um, are single, suddenly know everything there is to know about parenting, how and what and why and, and when you should do how, what and why and when with your child. And everybody's opinion apparently makes them an expert when it comes to everyone else's child. It's not only annoying, so I decided I wanted to go ahead and do my show on this, mainly because, I don't know, I got ticked off. Case in point, we all know that parenting can be very controversial. We do. Even in, the, in, it's, in your own home you're going to have controversy when it comes to parenting. You're going to have one who thinks you're too strict. The other thinks you're too soft. Uh, You're going to be giving them more leeway. The other is not. I mean, there's just different things that will occur in your home that is controversial, especially when you have different dynamics, such as maybe a um, conservative father or mother or a, you know, a non-conservative father, mother pair, or you have, um, you know, and I'm throwing this out without trying to do any gender specific because, as we all know, that, that that's pretty much 2016. Now, 2017, anybody and everybody, including the frog next door, can be married to whoever, whatever. Anyway, so 
And I do say whatever, not because I am anti-LGBT. It's not that. It's just we've made such a big stink about it that it's ridiculous. It shouldn't even be a problem. So anyway, going back to the, the topic at hand. When you have these controversies that occur and you are the vested party, that's one thing. When you and your significant other need to sit down and discuss how you want to raise your child or children and it impacts you directly, that's completely different than what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that Joe Blow keyboard commando who's the closest thing he's ever had to children around him, maybe his immature uh, uh, co-worker, thinking it's okay to school a vet, what I call a veteran parent. What I mean by a veteran parent is, a, is one who has more than one child. And I'm going to explain that here on what they can and cannot do with their kids. And it, it never ceases to amaze me just how strong-willed these conversations can get you not have a dog in that fight so you know let, let's deal with some of the controversies that we've we've uncovered and we've dealt with okay um breastfeeding do we breastfeed do we not breastfeed first of all that's a very personal question when you go on facebook and you start throwing out there the fact you breastfeed or don't breastfeed and it's in a public environment and I'm not talking about one of these parenting groups. I'm talking about, you know, when you're doing your Twitters, your Snapchats, your, um, you know, bloggers, this type of thing. And then you can expect that there is going to be some backlash to what you say, because not everybody agrees with the whole concept. So when you go out there and you make a stamp publicly, you better be prepared because the public is going to respond. However, when you are not making a stand, when you're on your Facebook page and, you know, you're sharing with your family and you have a picture of, of little Johnny, Sally, Nico, or whatever you want to call the, the, the adorable individual, uh, you're breastfeeding. And then out of left field, a friend of a friend of a friend comes out and says, it's absolutely disgusting that you should cover up. That person needs to back up. But by the same token... When you have just the opposite, where you have a mother who is bottle feeding her child and trying to, you know, you see the frustration in her face and she just cannot get this baby to sleep. And then you've got, you know, some dude from six degrees to Kevin Bacon who comes out of nowhere yelling at you how you're an unfit parent because you're bottle feeding instead of breastfeeding. It's none of your dang business. You know, she's not coming out saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. What do you think about it? No, she's posting as a parent on her personal page. And she's saying, look, <laughs> the kid won't go to sleep. He's colicky. You got an opinion on bottle feeding and breastfeeding? Then you can go ahead and maybe insert a suggestion. You know, breastfed children are less colicky. Um, and leave it at that. But don't be a wise bass. Don't be a jerk. It's not your business. You're not raising the kid. So, you know, it, it, but I've been seeing more and more people who think it's okay. You know, and then they they take it one step further and they will copy the picture and they will share it mass media to get response. Now, they don't even tell you what's what's going on around the picture. They just take this picture, throw it out there. And, of course, everybody comes out of the woodwork with their expert opinions on stuff. 
And the next thing you know, you got this big old controversy, and the poor mom, and normally it is the mom because, let's be honest, guys, you can't breastfeed yet. Science isn't there yet. Um, but, you know, the poor mom is sitting here. She's been just, like, blindsided completely, and she has no idea why all of a sudden she's getting hate mail. Just don't. If you're not the one that's dealing with that child for any reason, the child has nothing to do with you. You don't have input. And I, yeah, okay, look, I know we got nurses out there and doctors out there and pediatricians out there who are going to sit there and they're going to get on their pedestal because I've had them. And so, so, well, you must understand that the longer you breastfeed your child, the better their immunity systems and their nutritional value. Yeah, I get it, people. I really do. You're the experts. But what you don't know is behind the scenes situations. One of the things that many people did not know about me is that with my three children, uh, they were only breastfed for a very short period of time. It was like three months for all three of them. And the reason being is because I had a disorder with my with my mammary glands that um, caused them to to grow too quickly while I was pregnant, and then it cut off the milk ducts so they couldn't could not produce. Now, I'm not going to go around telling every Tom, Dick, and Jane this. It's none of your business. You know, the bottom line is those who needed to know knew. And the other thing was I was in the military, and when you're in the military, you can't take your kid to the field. Sorry, you just can't. So we did the breast pump thing for a little bit. Yeah. We went as quickly as possible to, to uh, formula and, and rice. It worked out fine for everybody. Now, does that mean that I'm going to condone uh, a woman giving birth and then cutting off the milk? Why am I going to or not? Do I know this person? Is this child going to be given to me to raise? I don't care. My opinion of how I should raise my child has absolutely no bearing on what you are doing with yours. So, you know, the, the, the whole breastfeeding thing and the whole bottle feeding thing, you know, guys, just let it go. Now, do I find it a little odd when a child is in kindergarten and mom is showing up to give him lunch and we're not talking about apples and sandwiches? I do. But once more, people, unless there is a specific sexual overtone that's occurring here and the child's in harm, unless the child is being uh, harassed, bullied, or otherwise ostracized, Due to this behavior, kids aren't really caring about it or, you know, to them it's just, you know, hey, kids are kids. What business is it of yours? You know, you can call it weird. You can call it odd. You can do your little gossip thing. Lord knows I do. Lord knows I get with my girlfriends and it's just like, oh, did you see that? I couldn't believe it. But I'm not going to go up and tell you you're wrong. And the reason being is because what works for your family works for your family. (sighs) Another controversy. Oh, this one. This one kills me. Vaccinations. Holy cow. You both need to stop. Non-vaxxers and vaxxers. You both need to stop. I have seen some of the most ridiculous allegations coming from both sides. I have seen some of the most ludicrous and hateful and asinine comments coming from both sides. I had a guy the other day who was actually very logical, and we had a very logical debate about vaccinations, and he was a medical practitioner, and um, doesn't matter, I'm not going to call him out, because if he hears my radio show, he'll know who he is, but it turns out that he wasn't even in the field of human 
medical. He was a vet who was basing his limited experience of vaccinations on animals that he has worked with in a very narrow field to encompass all of humanity. If you choose to vaccinate or if you not choose to vaccinate, that is your personal opinion. That is your personal choice. Now, I know we're going to have people on both sides of that say, whoa, because you're putting my kid at harm's way and both saying the exact same thing. Vaccinating individuals will say non-vaccinated children are putting their children at risk. Non-vaxxers will say that their children are being put at risk because of the vaccinations. Now, here's the bloody god-awful truth. If you are making your decision and your 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 your, your, your dealing with what you are determining which will impact your child for the rest of its informed decision-making. I mean, you've done your due diligence and you have researched and you have determined that, yes, you want to vaccinate or no, you do not. Then that is okay. That is just fine. You do what you've got to do in order to go ahead and maintain what you need to for your child's health and safety. But when I see an idiot, and yes, you are an idiot, from either side who throws in the three big words, okay? Um, Let's see. What is it? All of humanity. Uh, Herd immunity. And the final one, which I really think is really cutesy, pandemic. Y'all need to stop. The brutal truth is that there is not a vaccination, vaccine that has been created that was ever made at the height of a pandemic. Every vaccination that we have has either been a reactive one or it has been a proactive based upon the potential of a pandemic. So pro-vaxxers will sit there and tell you that, um, you know, the reason you get your vaccinations is because we no longer have disease. You can see it. We've wiped out polio. Polio is a big one that everybody loves to talk about. We've wiped out polio. We've wiped out smallpox. We've wiped out, um, you know, measles was almost wiped out. Mumps was almost wiped out. Uh, well, actually, no, people, it wasn't. The, the, the fact of the matter is, is whether or not you choose to vaccinate, um, The diseases are still here. The reason they're not as rampant as they were at one point was because we learned something called hygiene. We're no longer throwing our feces and urine out into the street where we walk um, to splatter all over the place and then touching our food with fecal matter, unwashed bodies that the last time they were actually washed was at your coronation or at your, um, you know, baptism when you were an infant. Back in the day of the really heightened, heightened diseases, hygiene sucked. It really did. Now, we're not talking the 50s. We're talking prior to that. Okay, We really are. The pandemics that occurred in the 50s, even the CDC, WHO, and the FDA admit polio was already, had run its course. And those who either were immune at this point because they had been affected or those who um, had been born with immunity based upon 
their hereditation was a more primary factor than the vaccination. The vaccination is preventative. It is not to wipe out. Now, does that mean I'm saying don't get it? No. What I'm saying is be informed. If you want that extra boost, go ahead and, 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 and boost your immune system. Go for it. The flu virus. The flu virus is a continuously altering virus. The fact of the matter is the flu virus is, is continuously in stasis. Any, and they will tell you this, any vaccination that's out currently on the market for the flu vaccination is only going to work between, against between five and six strands at the baseline. Now, they do encourage you to get them only because, they, you know, it's to help boost your immune system. However, there are some pros and cons that go with it. I am not a fan of the flu vaccination. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not. That doesn't mean I don't think that you should get it. That just means that I tell you that you need to make an informed decision before you get it. As a parent, I think one of the most demeaning things I have ever experienced in my life is to have someone who doesn't know my kids, doesn't know me, doesn't know our circumstance, judge me based upon what decisions I made for their health. Very demeaning. And the reason it is is because one of the most critical aspects we have as parents is to make sure our children are healthy and happy. Happy? Not so much. I'll be perfectly honest. Childhood is not happy. We just remember it as happy. But most of your childhood is you being hurt, told no, crying, pouting, whining, wanting to get away with stuff, not having to be able to go out and do the things you want to do because you got chores. I mean, let's be honest. Childhood is pretty much a whole big no, no, no. It's basic training. But, yeah. So the vaxxers and non-vaxxers, knock it off. Look, your child is not going to die because they came in contact with a child who either was vaxxed or non-vaxxed. Okay? It's just we have yet to have a case of a vaccinated or a non-vaccinated child come in contact with a vaccinated or non-vaccinated child, and thereby that individual ended up dead. It's never happened. So just, you know, if, if, if you want to say you're a vaxxer, that's fine. If you want to say you're a non-vaxxer, that's fine. But the rest of it, you know, just shut your mouth. And I do mean this. I'm being a little hard on this radio show this time, but I'm really kind of – when you have a parent who literally is who, – who is on the East Coast – who is actively going through a parent on the West Coast's profile to see if they can find something about where they live and how they live so they can call CPS because they found out they didn't vaccinate their child? You've got a mental issue. And when you've got a parent who literally is threatening another parent with bloodshed and violence because they dare to vaccinate... You're mental. Oh, I love spanking. Spanking is great. You really want to go ahead and see a party liven up, just mention you spank or you choose not to spank. Whoa. Everybody's got an opinion on this. It doesn't matter if you got kids or not. If you got dogs, you can have a turtle. Somebody's going to have an opinion on this. The bottom line when it comes to that, is that when it, when it comes to your choice of how you punish your child, as long as you are not putting your child in the hospital or leaving bruises, 
then you do what you need to do in order to make sure your child obeys. You you do you do my my dog snuck in and my husband was trying to help try quietly get her out and she's not moving. <laughs> so anyway, you do what you gotta do to make sure your child becomes a better part of society. Now there is some input here that I'm gonna give. If you're a neighbor and you see your next door neighbor beating their kid with a belt. And I'm not just talking like a pop on the butt. I'm talking like wailing on them and you do nothing. You're scum. You're a coward. And I'll tell you that to your face. That is your business. By the same token, if you're that parent whose child destroys other people's property or is acting out in a restaurant or is, you know, or anywhere public, or is striking you and hitting you because you won't buy them that toy, then you're scum. You failed them. I'm not talking about those children, and I know I'm going to get this, whoa, Don, hey, what about, my child has special needs. Well, let me explain about special needs, okay? We all know that there are certain challenges that we face in our makeup of mankind that does occur where you may have a special needs situation, i.e. a child who is autistic, who has a full on, uh, you know, sensory meltdown. There's not much you're going to be able to do about that right then, but that is definitely not what we're talking about here. People, when you've got a child curled up on the, on the ground, like, you know, with, with the hand flicking and I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm okay. That is not what we're talking about. When little Bobby acts out and you look at him and say, he's got aggression issues. He's got sensory issues. You failed little Bobby. What is Bobby supposed to do as an adult? Run to you? He's supposed to come running to you and let mommy take care of it or daddy take care of it? Now, I don't talk about it very often. I've been opening up more and more about it, making it more common more part of our life because I did not want it to be a stigma, number one. And number two, I I realized that my whole stance about not wanting it to affect us was actually, was actually creating a, a, a challenge in our home of trying to ignore the fact that my son has Asperger. My son has meltdowns. Yes, he does. But we've taught him how to control them. We've taught him what he needs to do when he's in public to make sure that he is not the one that is destroying someone else's property. He's 13. And he will have an outburst of anger. And when he has his outburst of anger, his logic does not make any sense. It does not make any sense whatsoever. But yet at the same time, we also have been able to teach him certain trigger words so he understands this is not okay. So you need to go ahead and calm down. Not that hard. If you are one of those parents who literally give in to your child every single time he turns around because he's got sensory issues or because there's challenges or you have a wild child. I love this one. This trend, oh, it's not new, by the way. The wild trial, the wild child trend of, well, my child just cannot be disciplined, blah, blah, blah. No, no, you know what? Back in the 70s, we called them indigo kids. 
It just simply means you need to discipline your child more. My youngest daughter is what you would call a wild child. And I mean, you name it, she is going to be in it. Is it challenging? Yeah. You just have to lay down the law more. Is it frustrating? Sure. But I'm not going to be responsible for my child failing as an adult to respond or to be able to handle real-world situations simply because I made excuses while they were a child. Corporal punishment is a very personal choice. I am not going to tell you whether you should or should not use corporal punishment with your child. That's your choice. I am going to tell you that you better be using whatever means necessary that works for your child to do corrective behavior. Have less college now. There are classes right now where you have young adults sitting around each other filming one of their 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 co-students opening a can of spaghettios with a can opener. And giving them all this praise because, golly gee, that was so great. Now you cooked it. You just opened the dang can. We now have an environment where I was just talking to a parent today, and this is kind of when I finally sealed the deal. Doesn't matter who it is. Her 12-year-old son, school kid crush, uh, you know how you know true love is at that age. His girlfriend got angry with him because she assumed that he'd been cheating on her. I guess kiss another girl or something. I don't know. And she slapped him in the middle of the high school corridor. When he was called into the he, not her, but he was called into the principal's office. The assistant principal asked him if he had cheated on this girl. And if so, she could understand why she slapped him. People! Where did our parenting go? We have cases now of authentic bullying in these schools where the bullier literally is leaving bruises on the child. And the parents are doing literally nothing about it, even condoning said behavior because they're a wild child can't do anything, they have sensory issues, when in fact that said child with firm hand and discipline would not be acting out. I have been around many, many, many kids, and I am not even talking about as a child because that generation was completely different mindset. Talk about now. These same kids, when they come in my home, behave. It's yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. May I have? Thank you. The moment they hit the door, you see their behavior change. And the only difference is is because I'm firm. Nothing to do with sensory. It has nothing to do with wild child. It has everything to do with the parent not knowing how to discipline. So if you are one of those I'll be honest. And you know what? You want to go ahead and send me hate mail, you send it. I got big shoulders. You know that. My kids can tell you what a Gibbs is. Anybody who watches NCIS knows that Gibbs, the main character, who's in charge of the team, 
it, whenever one of his his teammates or his subordinates say something stupid, wrong, or don't pay attention, he, they get a smack upside the back of the head. My children know what it gives it very well. You sass me. You swear. You disrespect someone. You're going to get gibbed. And I have absolutely no problem. And you know what? There'll be 50 and I'll still be doing that. You may not like it. But it's not your place to tell me. I also have some very well-behaved children. I have a 10-year-old who is actually being asked to babysit in other people's homes already. Who uh, has been asked to mow lawns for other people. Who I have parents begging to come over and spend the night because they just adore having her around. I have an 11-year-old who has a mouth on her that is as big as a Mississippi. This girl has an opinion for everything, and she's blunt and she's brutal. But you know what? When the rubber meets the road and she has to be in polite society, she is polite. She knows what to do. Does not make me a better parent than anybody else. What it does make me is a parent who understood and comprehended what my children needed for discipline and did it. If you are failing your child in any way because of a lack of discipline, that is going to come back and haunt you later. Now, I am not going to go on the public forum and tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to be one of those parents who's going to rip you a new one if you are you know, every time I turn around, you're talking about how your kid does this and this and this, and you don't know how to handle it. Well, you know, that's your business. That, that, that's you. Ask my opinion, you'll get it. But the moment your kid hits my house, the moment your child walks into my house, they will behave. The bottom line. But I'm not going to tell you whether you should spank or not. I'm not going to tell you whether you should discipline or not. Only to say, Find out what works for your kid. Use that. Utilize it. You're not his friend. You are his parent. Because whatever adult you produce, I am going to have to deal with later. And that's when it becomes my problem. And that's when it becomes society's problem. Okay? Controversy. Okay, I'm going to touch on one real quick, and I'm just going to be brutal about this. Trans. If your child is under the age of 18 and you are doing trans and authorizing and allowing it, then you need mental help. You are not doing your child any favors. You are not. You are not a medical psychiatrist. You are not a clinical expert. What you should be doing is getting that child in to see a clinical expert to find the underlying cause of why your child is so self-loathing that they would rather mutilate their body and alter it dramatically than face who they are in the mirror. This is one parent that there is no negotiation with as far as I am concerned, and this has absolutely no room for negotiation in our society. If you're allowing your child to trans under the age of 18 you are part of the problem don't like it John Hopkins Medical 
the leading research in trans. Don't take my word for it. Talk to the, the individuals who've been looking and researching this stuff for over 50 years. Of course, you won't. You'd rather go ahead and coddle Johnny who wants to be Jamie or Jamie who wants to be Johnny. You'd rather go ahead and make them feel good because then they're your buddy. And you're going to screw them up for the rest of their lives. And that's exactly what you're doing. I'm not even bringing that one up as a, it's none of your business. I'm bringing that up as a direct, specific form of child abuse. And yes, I'm going to have hate mail on that one too. That's fine. I'll go toe-to-toe with you on that one. I've studied trans for almost, I don't know, two decades off and on, mainly because of how it felt it fit in with serial predation and deviant psychology. Very, very few trans situations are legitimate. And out of those, most of those that are legitimate, it turned out that we had an actual case of hermaphroditism where the child was born. The parent chose a gender to go ahead and make the life normal for the child, and chromosomal later on, it found out they chose the wrong gender. Bottom line. So we covered breastfeeding, none of your business. Vaccination, none of your business. Spanking, none of your business unless there's abuse or you're turning a child into a monster that we're going to have to deal with in society. Trans, we're not even, we're not even negotiating that one. Nope. Let's see, what are the controversies do we have? What are the controversies can we have? Let's see, swearing. Swearing's a good one. We don't really talk about this one this much, and I think I'm going to bring this up on Facebook, just see what, what stands. I'm of the mind that if you are a foul-mouthed little demon, you know, if you're swearing on a regular basis, then you are letting the world see, as kids, by the way, that, that you know, I'm kind of on the fence on this. You, you are showing the world you're uneducated, but at the same time, words are words. Shocker here. My children have been allowed to say damn, hell, crap, um, they're not allowed to use some of the stronger words only because of how it offends adults. It's not because I don't think they should be able to. Any law for 20 minutes, you're going to see more profanity than you could possibly imagine. And if the average individual out there is 12, who's using it? Um, the fact of the matter is th- that you... Uh, it's a personal choice that may or may not become controversial or taboo for society in the future. Uh, my children are allowed to use certain words in the house that most parents would probably not allow. But I focus more on grammar than I do on profanity. Uh, F-bombs are not tolerated. Uh, the S-word's not tolerated. Um you know, the, the, the harder ones are not tolerated. But other than that, I'd, I'd rather make sure that their, that their grammar is correct and they actually sound educated versus you know, nailing them because they said damn. Because let's be honest, I mean, everybody says damn. But that's a controversial thing. That's, that's a parenting thing. Now, if you choose to have a child who doesn't swear and you don't want your child around a child who swears, that's your choice. You can honestly put your foot down and say, I'm sorry, little Johnny can't come over here unless he has a clean mouth. One's more. Very clean. Very clinical. Little
told Johnny's mother, who allows him to swear, needs to understand that you may not want Johnny around. Sit Johnny down, have a talk. Hey, here's the deal. You're allowed to do this here, but you might want to do it over at Melanie's because Melanie doesn't like swearing. So these are no-no words. Make Keep in mind. It's simple. Oh, uh, let's see what else. Homeschooling versus public school. OMG. Shocker, people. I'm not seeing a lot of controversy about this one any longer. Homeschooling is now growing faster than enrolling in private school. Public school is now finally having to acknowledge a huge base of homeschool in their area to the point they're adapting curriculum to go ahead and try to entice them back for partial classes. Um, for instance, the extracurricular classes and this type of thing so they can still get funding. There are some places where public schools are now reaching out to homeschooling parents and finding ways to negotiate with them to have them come back to public school because their budget has been impacted dramatically. I'm not seeing very much controversy about this one. I'm getting very, very few now. Ten years ago was a different story, but I see very, very few people now who sit there and say, you can't homeschool. You don't have the education for it. You're damaging your child. We don't see that very often anymore. What you are seeing is I hope that your child is actually getting some type of education. And that's a valid point. I have seen some homeschoolers who, um, yeah, they're 12 years old, cannot read. Really? You're not doing your kid any favors. Uh, other homeschoolers I've seen where the, I've actually myself reported a family because they had four kids and these four children were getting up at five o'clock in the morning and scrubbing the house spotless. They were basically slaves. They had no curriculum. They had no education. They were being rationed food. It was horrific. And yes, I did report them. Uh, they have since managed to reintroduce the children back to the family. It's been a couple of years after parenting and counseling questions and the fact the kids are now in public school because they're no longer allowed to homeschool. The kids are doing much better and they're back home with mom and dad, which is the end result. If you think about it, when the child is removed, that's one of the things we hope can happen and they're happy. So, but yeah, no, it's a valid point. Is your child getting an education? So, you know, that controversy is not as controversial as you think, but once more, um, I will tell you something homeschoolers, Okay, uh, I am a homeschooler myself, but uh, homeschoolers, you need to knock off the bigotry against public school parents. Hey, they're doing what they think is right for their kid, too. I'm not seeing a lot of public school parents coming out against homeschooling parents. I really don't. But I'm seeing a lot of homeschooling parents turn their nose up at public school kids. That's not okay. You chose to do something, and you're in a situation where you can. They're doing what they can for their child. So once more, none of your business, okay? If you have a problem with the curriculum, if you have a problem with the, with the way the kids are being taught, then get involved actively with your politics and get involved with the school board, get involved with the school curriculum, change it. Do I like the fact that they're teaching all sorts of sexual identification and, and specific targeted zones in third and fourth grade? No. Mm-mm. Do I like the fact that three months out of the year is now is now dedicated pretty much almost exclusively to the Middle East? No, don't. Nope. And I do fight it. But if you're going to send your kid to school, 
and and you you made an informed decision to do it. I'm not going to sit there and browbeat you about it. Yeah. You know, bottom line, it, it, that's your decision, and you're doing what you can for your kid. Okay. Uh, let's see what other controversies can we have. You know, this is going to be a good. One. I'm going to post this and see how many conversations we can get on this. Um, controversies raising kids. Let's see uh, rules, discipline, structure. I mean, there's so many. The bottom line. However, and the reason I brought this up, as I said earlier, is it's not your kid, and you are not directly impacted by that child, then, you know, refrain from being the jackass that makes the comments about how you're a horrible parent or whatever on public. First off, okay, let's say the person, let's, let's be honest, let's say you're on Facebook, and this girl is a raw piece of crap, Okay left the baby in the cart, walked out to her car, left it, cops are called and everything else. You know, you want to say she's a raw piece of crap. That's fine. That's fine. Do you really think that's going to change anything in her life? Do you really think that your opinion put on a Facebook post is going to change anything she does as a parent? When you see a a post about some mom mom breastfeeding a five-year-old, some mom, Breastfeeding a five-year-old, and you put in there how that's disgusting. Do you really think it's going to change what she does? No. What it does do is it causes conflict and it causes it causes uh, anger. It causes contention, and it just makes her feel like she needs to go ahead and and push back. So you get your drama, I guess. You want the drama? Go for it. Okay. Um, constructive criticism. Hey, look, we're all parents. We're all human. We all make mistakes. Constructive criticism should always be welcome. You know, when you have that post from somebody who you, you've seen for the sixth time talking about how exhausted it is because exhausting it is because their kid won't go to sleep. And you post, hey, one of the things that helped my child is that's not being a douche. That's actually being a parent who's helping. I'll tell you something else that's being a parent that's helping. And this one is controversial on its own for a different reason, but it shouldn't be. If you're in the store and you see that mother who looks like she just is zombified and her kid is screaming and screaming and screaming because she didn't get him his toy. And you, and you can just tell looking at her, she is numb at this point. As a parent, you should be able to turn around and look at that little boy or little girl and say, that's not okay. Treat your mother better. Notice I didn't touch him. I didn't swear at him. I firmly corrected him as an adult in a inv- public environment, and I showed support to the parent. Now, if you as a parent get all bent out of shape when I do that, then maybe you have stuff that you need to work on in your own self when it comes to self-esteem and insecurity. I think one of the greatest things that ever happened to me is when we started going to our local Fred Meyer here. The employees here have known my kids for so long because we go in such a regular basis that they have no problem correcting my children on the spot. When I send my kids to go get eggs, milk, and everything, all of a sudden I'll hear one of the employees, hey, no running. You know your mom will get you for that. Am I going to go yell at the employee? Heck no. 
I don't have eyes 24 7 360. Hey, you two, knock off the fighting. I know your mom doesn't put up with it. Thank you. Thank you, whichever stranger said that. I appreciate it, okay? The bottom line, I guess the reason this long vent about bad mom, <laughs> uh, which, oh, shout out, this is a freebie for for uh, a, a lady who really doesn't need it, considering she has her own YouTube channel, and many people know her, but it's always great to find from other people. Uh, check out My Life Suckers. She has some wonderful videos of uh, Kill Bill. It's called Bad Mom. And uh, it deals with the different viewpoints of parenting and how everybody else is wrong. Okay. It's really great. Anyway, uh, also another shout out to um, my, my son who has started live streaming his YouTube video, Soviet Gaster. Uh, tune in, hit him up, light him up if you hear him swear. But, you know, check him out. He's actually doing professional grade editing at this point, which shocked me. You have no idea. I was like, great, not a problem. Anyway. But I guess the reason I wanted to do this was because I think we as adults need to remember how to adult. That's the big problem we have in our country now. Or actually globally. We've all forgotten how to adult. We have all forgotten what it meant to be in an unbiased conversation with a viewpoint that may be opposing someone else. We have all literally, as a whole culture, globally, forgotten what it's like to be able to say blue, green, okay. And I think we need to get back to that. I do not know if he truly said this or not. I do not know, that, but there is a meme going around saying that Edison once said that when communication goes global, the world will shrink. Now, whether he said it or not, it's still a valid point. We have now reached a point where some dude in China can go ahead and tell you that you did not treat your child right. Instead, dude in China needs to go ahead and back off because he's never going to meet your kid. The guy in Australia who thinks you're a ridiculous mother for allowing your child to stay up until 1 o'clock in the morning because, you know, you homeschool. And, yeah, this is me, by the way, this one. <laughs> I received an instant message from some guy in Australia telling me what a, what a pathetic piece of shite I was because I'm allowing my children to stay up until 1 o'clock in the morning. And then we don't get up until 10 or 11 sometimes. Now, my response to him was, uh, it's called homeschooling. And uh, to be perfectly honest, it's none of your business. I think what we need to do, especially when it comes to being kids, with, with kids, let parents raise them. Give help, give nudge, give counseling when, when appreciated or needed. Keep your freaking opinions to yourself, unless it's abusive. And I think we'll get along as a better society. Oh, and yeah, by the way, if your child turns out to be Antifa because you didn't, you know, discipline your child like you should, I'm coming to your door. And you can go ahead and pay my child's tuition when I have to put him in college with your kid. Because, you know, that's not going to fly. 
Contra Dot Radio Show is part of the Contra Radio Network. We are going live on our own website. I have been looking at it. I have promised John repeatedly to go ahead and just dig right into it. Things got a little out of hand. I will be getting into it tomorrow. We have picked up um, another individual, I believe, for a show. Haven't had that confirmed to me yet. We will find out. And I have two more in the wings that we might be picking up. One which I am hoping as soon as she gets better. Don't want to do any spoilers, but it happens to be an expert on education and Common Core. Uh, She's actually publicly speaking on it. So, hey, shout out to that. Um, Got some new things planned for next year. Going visible. Yes, you will be able to see my Buddha body online, fully clothed, of course, starting next year, because I will be actually taking this visage and shoving it right in your face right there on camera. And a couple of things that are going to be changing next year are going to be some of the radio styles that we're doing. So if you have suggestions about about what type of music you want, uh, what type of shows you want to see, what type of questions you have, hit me up on it. Other than that, be good to each other. Keep emotion out of the conversation. Don't be that idiot on both sides, please. And remember, you do not have to agree in order to have a decent conversation. You just have to be willing to listen to both sides. Because if you're not, then you're just talking at, not with. That's all, folks. Good night.